0: j files on double j
1: 2019 was a massive year in music we saw the meteoric rise of breakthrough artists fell in love again with old favorites and lost some legends too major world events meant that 2019 wasn't the cheeriest of years but some really great music shone through all the anxiety and gloom As I'm Gemma Pike. This is The J-Files. One of the most exciting, encouraging and feel-good voices of
2: 2019 was Lizzo.
1: She absolutely dominated the conversation in 2019 and for good reason. Lizzo spoke to Double J's Tim Scheel about how she first got into music.
2: Yeah, my family was extremely musical. I wasn't, I was like very nerdy, very book, bookish, but my family, you know, gospel music. My earliest memories was singing in the Sunday, like the Sunday kids choir, you know, learning all them damn songs, Jesus Loves Me, Father Abraham, you know, those little cute, little them, them little ditties. Yeah. So that's, my earliest memory was singing um, terribly in church, I was not a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> like, listening to the adult choir and being like wow this is really this is moving people like watching music move people was yeah really special
0: you say you're a nerd i mean I, i've got i've got a bit of a thing for nerds can you go into more detail like what kind of nerd were you
2: oh you pervert hey you naughty boy <laughs> hey no
0: no judgment here okay <laughs> I'm just I'm excited, you know. What kind of what kind of nerdy stuff were you into? I'm I'm I want you to prove your nerd credentials to me cuz I'm not sure I believe you.
2: Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I'll just start here. Um, I remember I grew up in Houston, right? And yeah. the schools that I went to were predominantly black, and all the kids, you know, they listened to rap and they listened to like Lil Flip, and I was listening to the like Sailor Moon soundtrack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: oh. With the hits,
2: uh, uh, the the hits that we know and love, like Rainy Day Man and um the Sailor Scouts theme song.
0: <laughs> tell me, tell me um, there is um Sailor Moon cosplay in in your past or in your future, Lizzo.
2: I already did it. You look did it up. It. Okay. Look up, okay. Look up Lizzo Sailor Moon, okay. and you'll, get your, you'll get your you nut off. I'll I tell feel you that like... much. <laughs>
0: Hey, listen. Hey, this This is a family-friendly show. I um, I feel like I could Google Lizzo and anything, and it's probably going to come up. Is that is that fair? Some like you know, you've 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 done it all already.
2: Well, Lizzo used to be an Italian, or it is an Italian fabric. And I, when I used to Google myself when I was younger, I would just be Italian fabric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, hang on. So, if but you now-
2: <laughs> have you, have I'm you... glad that I just don't see Italian fabric when I type in my name. <laughs> so
0: your mission was, I want to be more famous than Italian fabric. And now you've done yes, it. Yes, yeah.
2: and I succeeded, Tim. Dreams come true. Hold me, don't hold me down. Carry me, but keep my feet on the ground.
1: 2019 was also a strong breakthrough year for Melbourne band The Teskey Brothers. Even though they'd been in the game for a decade, they delivered a career-changing album. Run Home Slow scored The Teskey Brothers J Award nominations, ARIA Awards, many a best of list, and cemented 2019 as one of their best years yet. Zan Rowe spoke to Josh and Sam Teskey about the album.
3: It's cool, I guess, how songwriting um, just comes about with what you know what you're doing, and, and very much the title of the album, you know, being called "Run Home Slow." Essentially, that you know that's representing you know the we call it this kind of home and away vibe. This kind of, um, I guess, it's a it's a it's a song about you know change in a way. It's a it's a it's an album about change. It's an album about like not only kind of coming into your into your 30s and and leaving sort of a past life behind you and I think not just musicians would feel that that change of when you get older it's how your life um you know you have a you lose distance with some old friends lose distance with things that you used to do and you have a career change so for us that's been really what's happened i mean it's just it feels like one it's we're kind of getting older and we got to, and we're having this massive career change you know our kind of uh, We've all sort of left what the jobs we were doing before, and we got this new life. So, and part of it is being away, leaving that behind, and um, and it's sort of about keeping your life together and keeping your relationships together while um, having having this change come about. And uh, that's that's sort of the the core sort of subject of the album, I guess. Ooh, make me,
1: make me, make me Another artist who had a massive breakout year in 2019 was Tones and I. big hit, Dance Monkey, broke streaming and chart records around the world. And she took home four ARIA awards. Pretty impressive for someone
4: who'd been busking only months earlier. I didn't do music in high school or anything. I, would, I just played basketball my, my whole life. I even went to a basketball school as well. So um, I just learnt at home. Like I got a really bad like keyboard on eBay for like $100 and it was like really small and just terrible and uh, similar to the ones I have now. And, <laughs> and um, then I just started learning it bit by bit. And what I did was uh, I think a lot of people might have started like this. I actually um, looked up tabs to start off and then figured out with each tab like you know for an A or a B minor whatever where my fingers had to go and every time I'd learn a new song I'd have to re-look up the tabs until like I just remembered them all like if you you know like so then you just know exactly what they all are and then I just started learning how to you know play with different your key changes and sounds and stuff like that and at the start it was really really basic and I was yeah I just um kind of started from probably 17 years old and then moved on.
1: A band who had a huge breakout year in 2019 was Melbourne Garage pub-punk rockers Amel and the Sniffers. They won Best Rock Album at the Arias for their debut self-titled record. They toured the country playing a string of intense and exciting shows... And frontwoman Amy Taylor was even headhunted to be the face of a global luxury fashion brand. But as she told Zan Rowe, the band's newfound success wasn't a carefully mapped out plan.
5: Well, We were just living together and we were like, oh, we want to play house parties, so let's make a band. And then we got home and we just wrote it and recorded it and we we're like, yep, yeah, that'll do. And we hoped we'd get some gigs booked. And then I think we had a gig that weekend booked and it was just sort of go from there, really. It's all been pretty... Um, Pretty organic, I guess.
1: So was it just the drive to literally play house parties and, and kind of have a bit of fun? There was never a plan to start booking yeah, not gigs really. and stuff?
5: Yeah, we were just like, oh, yeah, it'd be sick to play house shows and, like, you know, go to the garages and
1: stuff like that. Did you? How long did it take you to record that first EP?
5: Uh, it's pretty makeshift. It's like a six-minute EP, so it's four songs, but it's like six minutes and ten seconds or something. So I think it took us, like, five hours. We, like, wrote it and recorded it as we were writing it, and then, um, and then after that our roommate mixed it. We put it on band camp the next day and I think we just thought of the name before we went to bed.
2: I know where you live, I used
1: to live there While some artists really broke through in 2019, other more established names just straight up rocked it. We watched in awe as Julia Jacqueline released her brilliant second album, Crushing, and took it to the world. But when she took to the stage with yet another icon of the year, Veronica and Lewis from Triple J just had to call her up and get the scoop.
3: Yeah, together on stage performing this song, Don't Know How to Keep Loving You, by Julia Jacqueline. Uh, it was incredible, and Julia Jacqueline joins you on the line right now. Hey, Julia, how are you?
6: Hello, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Um, I'm in Philadelphia, just landed. How is your life right now? Did you just get off stage? When did this all happen? Yeah, it was last night. I think I need some time to figure out what happened.
3: I'll imagine. Can you tell us how it even began, like how you ended up on stage there?
6: Yeah, the internet is a wonderful place sometimes. Um, she just reached out to me, just said she liked my music and flew me to Denver to, to sing a song, which turned out to be my song. So I didn't even have to learn anything. <laughs>
2: so,
3: yeah. What did she say to you when she got in touch?
6: She was just like, Oh, I love your music. Do you want to come to Denver and sing a song? And I was like No. Yes, please.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and so did you have much time to
1: rehearse? What was the whole process before you went up on stage?
6: Yeah, no, not really. Not really. It was very very last minute, spontaneous.
3: Yeah. How was the um, crowd <laughs> reaction to the moment?
6: It was great. Like she, she just has like one of those crowds that, you know, is up for anything that she does just a really loyal fan base. So, yeah, I was a bit worried that I was, like, going to take time out of her own, of her show. Because she's got, like, you know, six albums. There's a lot yeah. of songs there. But because I even sang one of my own, like, another song by myself, and she just, she just sat on stage and, like, watched me. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was great. They were just, like, so into it and so respectful. And I think that, like, yeah, a power to her and the kind of fans that she's cultivated, yeah.
1: How did you feel up there on stage
6: with her? I've been a big fan of hers for a long time, and I used to sing, like, Born to Die at Glebe open mic night when I was 21. So it was a pretty weird turn of events, like looking to my left and seeing Lana Del Rey singing my song. But, yeah, one of those... I don't... I don't know. I don't know (laughs) how it felt. It just... it happened, and now I'm going to spend a little while just reflecting on it, I think. Uh
1: Other artists who absolutely rocked it in 2019 include the godfather of punk, the granddaddy of grunge, the one and only Iggy Pop.
2: I am bored. I'm the chairman of the board.
1: Iggy returned to Australia for Blues Fest and a string of sideshows during which he celebrated his 72nd birthday. who wants to be
2: okay. He
1: also released an album called Free, his 18th solo record. Kate miller key smashed it out of the park in 2019, putting on a dazzling performance at Eurovision and placing an impressive ninth. Heidi Lemper from Sydney band Cloud Control took out Triple J's inaugural You Done Good J Award for her environmental work fronting the Future Energy Artists Initiative. Legendary Australian singer-songwriter Archie Roach released his powerfully moving memoir, Tell Me Why. At 15 I left my foster home. His story of survival against all the odds, which he released alongside a companion album of the same name. Houston power trio Kurumban rocked it at Woe Adelaide, coming out here for their first Australian shows. The Cure celebrated the 30th anniversary of one of their finest albums, Disintegration, with a world tour that kicked off here in Australia.
2: I don't speak my tongue
1: After an impressive 2018, Melbourne artist Mojo Juju continued her success into 2019. Mojo took out both the Song and Album of the Year awards at the Nemas in Darwin. And fellow Melbourne outfit King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard continued to release music at a mind-blowing rate, putting out another two vastly different records and embarking on an international tour playing their biggest shows to date. But it wasn't just about celebrating great new music, it was a year to reflect on some incredible milestones too.
2: Hello. Really, groovy, groovy, groovy. How are you? Don't you want love? Don't you need love? 2019
1: Don't marked 50 years since the iconic original music festival, Woodstock, which saw half a million hippies turn out for three days of peace, love and music. From legends like Janis Joplin, The Who... Jimi Hendrix, and a very young, Neil Young, who played with Crosby, Stills and Nash at Woodstock, 1969. Later that same year, Young released his debut self-titled album, so 2019 also marks 50 years of music from the legendary Canadian musician. Using hip-hop and jazz, Philadelphia mainstays The Roots celebrated the 20th anniversary of their groundbreaking album Things Fall Apart. Mm -hmm. Sri Lankan Mm -hmm. British rapper MIA marked 15 years since her debut mixtape, Piracy Funds Terrorism. Icelandic avant-rock band Sigur Rós celebrated the 20th anniversary of their breakthrough album Algata's Biri. 2019 marked 30 years since Nirvana's debut album Bleach. Australian synth-pop favourites Cut Copy marked 15 years since their impressive debut album Bright Like Neon Love. Powerhouse Girl Group ELC marked 25 years since their hit record, Crazy Sexy Cool. Give me a reason to love you. Bristol trip-hop powerhouse Portishead celebrated the 25th anniversary of their Mercury Prize-winning debut album, Dummy. And 2019 also marked the 20th anniversary of Dr. Dre's groundbreaking album, 2001.
2: With the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: the big albums of 2019 saw creativity, poise, honesty, bombasticity and social commentary really drive some of the year's best music. Starting with the winner of the J Award for Double J's Australian Artist of the Year, Sampa the Great. Travel with Grace, baby I can't afford to cover the course Of course, maybe settle that one in court Cause judging by the basics The Return you know, was a, a record that took you through Sampa's native Africa, it, through it, the, it, the it, golden it, era of hip-hop it, and modern it, r and saw her rapping about black excellence, the impact of fame and the, the, the strength
5: of women. y'all was steady, insecure, don't to backflip Just because the seasoning flow's already active Only four years,
1: fantastic, young veteran Other big albums released in 2019 include Ghostine by Nick Cave and The Bad Seeds. In September, Cave announced the news of the new double album directly to his fans by his Red Hand Files newsletter. Lana Del Rey went beyond the speckled silver screen of previous records with her breathtaking sixth album, Norman Effing Rockwell. No more to Hilltop Hoods to waste made history with their eighth album, The Great Expanse. The album debuted at number one on the ARIA music charts, which was the group's sixth number one album, earning them the record for the most number one albums by an Australian band or group.
2: In June 2019,
1: we featured Hot Chips' Philippe Zadar-produced album, a bath full of ecstasy August saw the release of bon Iver's fourth album I I yet another astounding display of boundless creativity and refined pop smarts I
2: don't live like this, but I don't wanna...
1: The entire weekend showed they'd grown up emotionally and musically on their fourth album, *Father of the Bride*, and they took us along for the ride. I felt the changing of the seasons, all of my senses rushing back to me. Australian singer-songwriter Julia Jacqueline released her second album, *Crushing*, easily one of the best releases of the year. Big beat legends, the Chemical Brothers, prove they've never lost sight of their club roots. Their night's studio record, No Geography, hit like a ton of bricks with its collection of fast paced, propulsive tracks. The album that dished up an assorted collection of sad bangers was Mark Ronson's Late Night Feelings. As he's done throughout his career, Ronson collated an all-star cast of vocalists to work on this release. Miley Cyrus, King Princess, Yebba, Alicia Keys. While he was in Australia playing some special club shows, Zan Rowe spoke to Mark about the title track, which features Swedish singer Licky Lee.
7: It was really Lique that bought those lyrics, the second verse, like, Write you erotic, I know you wait until you answer them to make me say my name. Like, everything about just, like, being tortured in love and lust. And as soon as she came up with the title Late Night Feelings, I kind of, like, had a nagging feeling that was going to be the title of the album as well. So it
1: was Lique that came up with the title.
7: Leeke came out with a, yeah, we started the song. I wrote it with me and Ilse, this fantastic songwriter who co-wrote Nothing Breaks Like a Heart and a bunch of songs on the record. And, and Ilse, she was working with, Ilse, uh, sorry, Ilse was working with Leeke down the street on her album. And I was like, should just have her come over and like help her finish this. And I've known Leeke for so long, I've been a fan of her music, but because she's like this goth, emo, like kind of dark lord, I just never thought we'd work together but little did I know I was making like a goth emo dark lord album myself <laughs> so like it all kind of lined up and she became like the best she's like my spiritual partner in this even though she's only singing on a couple songs like she would be like the one I'd play the Yeba tune first and this and like what do you think like Lee K became like the judge and jury of like this album in a way
1: this record is full of incredible female vocalists you mentioned Yeba. Oh, let's do it in the dark
2: Hit me in the heart
1: this another one of my favorite songs on this record why did you choose to have all female singers? On the I, new Mark Ronson record.
7: Okay, so like the first song that we wrote was um, "Late Night Feelings," and then I met Yeba kind of shortly after. And I think because Ilsey Juba, the songwriter I keep talking about, was such a big part of it, and her demos all had this great, like almost Stevie Nicks quality to it. Like I couldn't imagine like a guy before I knew it, like then King Princess, who's on our uh, um, on my label, is on it, and it just was like it just got filled up like really quick, and it just seemed to have this great energy and all the people that I wanted to be working with and just happened to be female artists there was nothing super contrived or like just like in the beginning like okay we're gonna make a record with all female vocals it's just kind of how it played out but I I, I mean I love the fact that it played out that way
1: From big albums of the year now to stellar comebacks. And 2019 did not disappoint, starting with Americana supergroup The Saboteurs. It was 11 years between drinks when we got their third studio album, Help Us Stranger, in June. Around its release, Zan Rowe spoke to Jack White and Brendan Benson about the different musical influences on the
3: album. It was going in so many different directions. It was like a very good problem to have. It was like, wow, there's so many... Uh different styles of music happening here it's it's almost hard to pick how you would which ones are going to go on the records. well that's part of that i think that time spent away from each other or you know that that 11 years you speak of that was you know i think a lot of us i mean or us kind of absorbing a lot more a lot of different kind of stuff and you know i know patrick kind of patrick had a, a maturation something happened in that time because now he's He's better than ever, really. He's well, got this ten cool... years in prison will do that to <laughs> us. Right. He's right. He's, he's matured, hardened but he's...
1: a little bit. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> but and 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 just the you know the I know he kind of listens or has been listening to a lot of hip hop and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know more, maybe more so than in these last years, and and I think that's that's come through a little bit on, mm-hmm. on the record.
1: Gone. Other big comebacks in 2019 included legendary Los Angeles grunge band L7, who returned to form with their seventh studio album, Scatter the Rats, their first record in 20 years. So New Metal Kings, Corn, have consistently released records since their 1994 debut. But after a few difficult years personally for frontman Jonathan Davis, their 2019 album, The Nothing, felt like a comeback in a big way. German band Rammstein blew us away with their first album in a decade. 2019 saw Sonic Youth legend Kim Gordon release her first ever solo album, No Home Record. Slater Kinney drummer Janet Weiss quit the band in 2019, but not before recording the band's ninth album, The Centre Won't Hold, marking both a comeback and a new chapter. The Black Keys went back to basics with their first release in five years. In July, we featured their ninth record, Let's Rock. been over 12 years since Melbourne indie rockers Art of Fighting had released an album. But in 2019, they delivered their long-awaited fourth record, *Luna Low. Bat for Lashes, otherwise known as Natasha Khan, rediscovered her power in 2019 with her brilliant fifth album, Lost Girls. American punk rockers Green Day made a triumphant return to form in 2019 with the title track to their 13th album, Father of All. The weird thing is, it doesn't even sound like a Green Day track, but we dug it anyway. And finally, after an anxious 13-year wait, 2019 saw the release of the new Tool record. We can't reflect on the year that was without paying tribute to the musical greats who sadly left us. Let's take a moment now to look back on those who passed away in 2019. In June, we heard the tragic news that French producer Philippe Zadar died from an accidental fall from a window. Zadar had worked with the likes of Phoenix, Beastie Boys and Franz Ferdinand, as well as making up one half of electronic music duo Cassius. Kim Shattuck, frontwoman of American punk rock band The Muffs and once bassist for Pixies, passed away in October after a two-year illness. Much loved Celebrate Rifles frontman and media personality, Damien Lovelock, died in August, leaving a unique imprint on Australian music. Greedy Smith was a founding member of Sydney new wave rock band Mental as Anything. Greedy passed away unexpectedly in December.
2: Who's gonna drive you home?
1: Frontman of the Cars and famed indie rock producer Rika Kasich died at the age of 75.
2: In the sunshine of your
1: love. Ginger Baker was one of the world's most admired musicians. The drummer for rock supergroups Cream and Blind Faith died at the age of 80. Legendary Hollywood actor and singer Doris Day died in May at the age of 97. True love will find you in the end. Daniel Johnston, revered cult indie songwriter, passed away in September.
2: I know you like to
1: singer songwriter and poet David Berman. Best known as the sole constant member of the revered indie rock band Silver Jews, died at the age of 52.
2: In 2019,
1: we also lost legends like Dr. John, a peerless New Orleans psychedelic hero, Jake Black, frontman of Alabama 3 and composer of the Sopranos theme, and former drummer for The Cure, Andy Anderson. Mark Hollis, singer-songwriter for UK Visionaries' Talk Talk, passed away in February. Monkey's bassist Peter Talk died at the age of 77. And Keith Flint, frontman of Big Beat Titans' The Prodigy, died in March at the age of 49. always like to do at the end of these annual wrap-ups is gaze into the crystal ball and look at who might be about to take off. Here's a few artists I reckon will be the ones to watch. Hailing from the Victorian goldfields, Freya Josephine Hollick is leading the new country music renaissance. There's a sense of poetry to her work, from her debut in 2016 to her 2018 release, Feral Fusion. And having recently recorded an album at Joshua Tree with Buick 6, there's more to come. Melbourne musician Ben Abraham is certainly no stranger to the music industry. A songwriter gun to the stars, even performing at the Grammys. But with the brilliant new songs he's releasing under his own name, we reckon 2020 he will be stepping into the spotlight.
7: Everything I need,
2: everything
1: Daniel Merriweather is back after 10 years and his first single, Everything I Need, with his soulful voice front and centre, is a reminder of what makes him so great. The darker, harder edge of Eyes to the Sky takes Sydney rapper Okenyo to new heights. She rhymes with such effortless cool over a big, dirty beat, with a feel-good chorus and positive message to boot. It highlights a new side to our that's going to perk up ears in the new year. Unearthed darling Kyson, who hails from Adelaide, has really charmed us with his self-produced, wonderfully woozy indie pop. He's currently kicking goals overseas, and when his new album comes out soon, he'll be in prime position to win plenty of hearts. UK electropop artist Georgia has been quietly impressing us over the course of the last four years, but in 2019, she really stepped it up. Her singles are tearing up the charts in her home country, and with an album to come in the new year, we're calling her One to Watch. Also from the UK, Sorry are leading the charge when it comes to the London indie guitar scene. Signed to the ever cool label Domino, uh, think Arctic Monkeys, Franz Ferdinand, their debut is ripe right for release come autumn. And put your arm around your mate, take a swig from your beer and belt this one out at top volume because we think Jerry Cinnamon is a Scottish superstar in the
2: making. She said she had a big
1: I'm Gemma Pike. Thanks for stopping past the J-Files. Make sure you're subscribed and check out our feature episodes on artists like the Cranberries, John Butler, MIA, the Chemical Brothers and heaps more.
0: The J-Files.